You're a funny guy, Sally. I like you. That's why I'm going to kill you last. What do you want to tell me now, tough guy? I said, Bing, what are you doing here? I thought I'd tell you to go fuck your mother. <laughs> you don't trust me at all, do you? I tell you what, you make it through tomorrow without killing anybody, then I'll start trusting you. Fair enough. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you. You did. I lied. All right, this is Kill You Last. I'm Peter Garacci. I'm Alex Pashera. Uh, and this week we have Paul Spratt. Welcome, Paul. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, dealing with the tech issues to get this started. Yeah, it's all right. And it's funny. We were like, we were talking beforehand. Like, you know, Alex, Paul, and I worked together in Pennsylvania. I, I mean, I, I met you. I think I met you at the Leaf, and I knew that you worked for Wisecrackers. And I had worked for Wisecrackers, so we finally worked together, and we both live in Harlem, so I was like, oh, shit, we should have you on the podcast, and then doesn't happen, and then a pandemic happens, and Paul's like, hey, can I do your podcast? Well, I, I like, still wanted to do your podcast no, before I know, I'm the breaking pandemic, your balls a little but, bit, but it is, uh, it is like circumstances have changed, which uh, makes things uh, more interesting. But no, I'm, I'm super glad that you're doing this, and I'm, I'm really excited about the movie you picked, so why don't you tell us what you picked and, and why that movie? <laughs> I picked Bill and Ted because I I absolutely love it. It's been uh, a it's uh, like a guilty pleasure because every I if you try to say it's a great movie, it's a great movie, but it's not a great movie. Like it's a yeah. mixture. It's one of those where it's great because it's bad. If that makes any sense, like I, I love I, I love it. I I, I love yeah. it. I think it's I think it's a, a great movie. It's. Uh, yeah, I, if you're someone who takes everything in life too seriously, then you might not like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. But, you know, in general, I think those people need to uh, lighten up and, and probably don't enjoy a lot of things, let alone just, just good 80s movies. But to me, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, yeah. even before ever doing an 80s movie podcast or anything, I've always loved Bill and Ted. First time I saw Bill and Ted was I just happened to catch it on cable, and I had no no idea what it was no i had never seen the promotional nothing i didn't know who keanu reeves was or i didn't know that keanu reeves was a kid at once like i saw it when i was like eight so like i didn't know i guess the matrix had just come out basically so i didn't even know those two people were the same people so i had no background to this and i just watched a crazy movie that i fucking fell in love with with no background, which I kind of, I think I got lucky. I think I think it's almost like better to happen on this movie. Yeah, because you know? yeah. somebody could have talked you out of it. You know sure. what I mean? Somebody yeah. could have ruined it for you, like, ah, Bill and Ted's trash. And you're like, no, it's great. It's great. Yeah. And like, I think it it epitomizes all 80s comedies. Like, it, it shows what how crazy the 80s were, where you could just do whatever you wanted. Yes. <laughs> yes. No so I, my experience with this is I remember very specifically seeing this movie in the theater. Like, my mom took me and, like, my two best friends, and I loved it. And I, I, don't, I don't think I've seen it since when I watched it today. And it's amazing how much I remembered from 1980. Like, I remembered... Uh, Genghis Khan in the fucking sporting goods store. I remember Napoleon in the bowling alley. I remember Socrates. Like there's individual, yeah. and it's like it just like stayed with me all this time. And going back and rewatching it, I'm like, this is the smartest dumb movie I've ever seen. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a yeah. it's a it's a movie about dumb people, but it's made in a smart way. And I think it's fucking great. And it's and there's so many. I had like all these like feelings about it today because I was like, whatever happened to fucking having cool songs in movies? Like whatever happened to just having 
like rock songs in friggin' movies. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of stuff in here that I'm like, they were actually doing things better then than they're doing now. Yeah, soundtracks movies back in the 80s ruled. Like yeah. it was, it's 80s movies always had the best soundtracks. There would now be an original like song chains. for that movie, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like I was I, trying to what, is there is this all original music or is there like band bands? That's I what I was feel wondering. Like there today. was a lot of band like they they use that's an early thing too. It's like this movie is like real it, I mean it's about two guys who have a rock and roll band, but it's the movie's kind of <laughs> rock and roll. And then I was like a little nostalgic because I was like, the fucking nerds have won. And so, yeah. like, if you if you take if, – if the world is high school, the fucking nerds won and and the dumb kids and the jocks lost. And that's how you get a fucking pandemic because we let the nerds rule everything. Peter, and do you think this, you're not a nerd? I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a dork maybe, but I'm mostly an intellectual elitist. That's different, though. I don't do fucking Dungeons and Dragons. I don't do Star Wars. Mm. I don't do video games. Like, that's nerd shit. Sure. And I was not a jock. I'm not saying this as someone who was a jock. I'm saying this as someone who years later realized, oh, we should have let the jocks fucking run shit. But <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, you think the nerds are responsible for the pandemic because if you no. had to describe trump he's definitely not a nerd yeah he's but a trump jock. is not sure. in he trump is not in in trump is actually trump is the fucking bill and ted of america that's, that's <laughs> kind of true yeah or like or dr yes, fauci I, I will say this trump is closer to bill and ted than dr fauci is so I mean, and actually you look at you know it what's, it's funny that you bring up i actually thought about trump watching this movie because the fact that Bill and Ted are like the saviors of the future and everyone's like – and so it's like, it's like literally the premise of the movie is that you got two dumb guys that nobody takes seriously. And what if in the future they're actually the reason – like they save civilization. Like that's the central joke of the movie. Like that's Donald Trump. <laughs> like you get a guy that everyone thinks is like this guy's crazy. He's an idiot. He can't do it. And then he just – it turns out – that he's outsmarted all these other so so-called fucking geniuses. And I'm just like, even if you just talk about just getting elected president, like even like again, it would be like fucking Bill and Ted got elected president of the United States. Yeah, but it wouldn't suck if Bill and Ted were the president of the United States because they care know. about people. Yeah, they do. They would be excellent to each other. And yeah, I don't they would think, be excellent I don't to think each that's other. a Trump motto. No, no, that no. that's that's not it. But like fumbling through history is is definitely a, a Donald Trump thing. So. But yeah. you know, I I um I don't know. I, I just I lost my train of thought. But I did, I really enjoyed going back and and rewatching this movie. Like it's got a lot of funny stuff. And again, it's like it's really it's really smart about the premise of like going back through history to learn history. You know, <laughs> I love my favorite part of rewatching it is I forgot how they just skipped. Like at like three quarters of the way into the movie when they're at the police station and they just skipped doing the time travel part and they just like, oh, let's just make it so we have the key show up when we need them. And they're yeah. like, here they are. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's leave a note. Or like they just did all that shit. They're like, fuck it. We'll just get through this. Yeah. <laughs> like they just wrote their way out of trouble. Yeah. yeah I, 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 go ahead, Alex. No, I was going to say, I like how it doesn't take the time travel problem too seriously because you could get really hung up on that in the movie. And it turns out, no matter how many uh, ways you think about it, you could never figure out time travel in a movie in, in a way that 
uh, it doesn't create a plot hole. So fuck it. Just let everything be possible. Let it be possible that you could go into the future and go back in time after you've done the thing already and create all these infinite loops and just don't yeah. even really think about it just just have fun with a time travel movie because i think when when people uh overanalyze the time travel problem it's like yeah it's a problem because time travel we haven't figured it out yet so clearly there's a problem we can't yeah. write a movie about it that's perfect because we can't make a time machine so right yeah well isn't that, that was the whole premise of back to the future was that they, right. they kept fucking up time and right. bill and ted was like nah bro we don't even care we right, exactly. care. We'll do whatever it's, we want. We're going to bring excellent. Napoleon. He's going to go to a water park because it's called Waterloo. Yeah. I caught that joke today, which is oh, exciting. Dude, amazing. I, I missed that joke the whole yeah. time. And then today I was like, oh, shit. That, and and, like, and still- the fact, I'm, I'm watching it and I'm going, imagine you were from the 1800s and now you're on a plastic water slide. Right. Like you don't know what happens at the end of the water slide, right? Yeah. So you are actually thinking you might be there might be intent, impending death at the end of the water slide. I was laughing so fucking hard trying to imagine if you had never seen a water slide before and you're literally just dropped in a water slide. Like that's what I'm saying. Like this movie is just we're like Genghis Khan in a fucking uh, a sporting, sporting good story. Good like, story is hilarious. It's so funny He's to looking me. Looking at the aluminum bat, the baseball bat, and he yeah. bites it, and he goes, "Hmm, this is strong." Yeah. You know, and, and that light. Billy the Kid and Socrates are just trying to fuck chicks. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like what's and, they're calling, lo- and they're calling Freud a nerd. <laughs> yeah. like, what's come up a lot this pod, Paul, is um like the like centrality of high school in a lot of these movies from this generation, which I don't even think exists, and like. I mean, I remember, like, this movie reminded me how big the school assembly was. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, I haven't thought about fucking school assemblies probably since I graduated high school. And then I'm watching this movie, and I'm going, oh, yeah, that was fucking a huge part of high school. And if you had to get in front of the whole school and do something, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, this is – and so, like – could ruin your life. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I actually and, I, and it reminded me like the first time I ever did stand up comedy was at a school assembly. And, really? Like you that high in school? Yeah, like that. High, we had like a talent show at school, and that high is what was like the most addictive part. I was like, oh wow, I just stood in front of the entire school and made the school laugh. So that's what ruined your life. Yeah, oh, totally. you totally. it's like that comedy? first that first hit. You know what I mean? That first hit from the crack yeah. pipe. I was like, oh, yeah. it's so you're all saying baby. Your first time doing stand up was it when you were in high school? No, I was so. This is a. I was. I was actually eight years old. What? Wait. We had a talent show in elementary school, and I was very shy. At at that time, I was like very shy, and I decided to sign up for the talent show to do stand-up comedy. And I stole a bunch of jokes out of a joke book, Mm. and then I had like I I had, but I was like me, like like my mannerisms and being goofy, and that got more laughs than the jokes did. And so then I was like, "Oh, this is a th- like this is powerful." So like, you know what you're saying is you haven't grown as a person since you were eight. Uh, I, I'm at, no, I think I'm about I'm like twelve. Like in, 12, in like, yeah. twelve years old is like really kind of where I I see the world. Wouldn't it so, be funny if if Peter is an eight year old? Uh, he just does a bunch of uh, like like your pussy stinks material, like <laughs> just fucking like Patrice jokes. And or just... or I was you know I was an eighties movie and I'm actually trapped in in my father's body. Right, you're like actually a forty one year old man. Yeah, that'd be pretty funny. Fuck, he just dude, goes up there. TikTok. Uh, Peter Palooza was going to be in two days, so I'm a little fucking sad about that. 
That's really my birthday. Oh, your birthday? Yeah, yeah. Well, my birthday was last Sunday, but I was planning a barbecue for this coming Sunday because last Sunday was Mother's Day. I don't think we've talked about it. Happy birthday, Peter. Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, when you turn 41, you get this beard, apparently. Cause fucking, you're I feel 41? Like, no, you're yeah. not. Right? I yeah. know. He is. I thought well, we were the same age. What are you, how old are you? I'm 37. Four years? Like, I mean, I guess it's... it's He's got you. It's, high, it's all of high school. <laughs> yeah, You would have been, been in eighth grade when I was a senior in high school. Yeah, and I would have been so much cooler. No, I probably. <laughs> I would, I would have been like, I want to grow up to be like Paul Spratt. And look, we're both fucking comedians now. <laughs> we're both comedians doing podcasts. I'm doing podcasts. Um, yeah, so that's a little. That's a little fucking bit of a bummer. But um, what are you? Gonna, are you? A are you in? Right now. Are you in the city right now? No, I'm in North Carolina. What's oh, wow. is that? Where you're from? That's where my parents live. I'm not from. I'm from Boston. Oh, so they retired down there? Or? Yeah, they were like, we're going to get the fuck out of here. And then they moved down here because it's nice. So then when New York shut down and then I stopped making any money whatsoever, I was like, I guess I'll go to North Carolina and wait this out. So yeah, so it's really fun to read all those comic statuses. They're like, all these pussy-ass comedians leaving New York. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, fuck all of you. Fuck them, dude. They're all <laughs> yeah. fucking... Dude, the, the people that gave a shit like that are—I mean, did you notice most of them have no career and are and bad no, comics? Yeah, it's just like <laughs> and even if they're funny, it's just like, all right, dude, yeah, I'm gonna just stay where the pandemic is w- the worst. Why? I didn't feel bad at all. I left immediately. I left on March yeah. 13th. I was out of here. One of the things that's funny. One of the things that's funny to me is people in general who think there are rules to being a comedian. Yeah. So, like, they're the comedy police. Like, you have to be on stage for 10 years before. Like, what if you're really good and it happens faster? Well, no, no, no. Those Which happens all like, the time. Who, or who made up the fucking yeah. rules? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think people are – some people are inherently, like, fascist. So they want to be able to tell other people what to do. And so they're like, no, no, you're not allowed to do that. You have to fucking, you know, you can't have a day job. You can't, if you don't get up seven days a week, you're not a comedian. If I had a, I went to an open mic one time and I met this guy from Canada and um, I mentioned that I had a girlfriend and he goes, oh man, that's comedy cancer. You can't have You're not going to make it. <laughs> and then this fucking guy, he's from Toronto. He gets up on stage and he goes... Yeah, dude, I, I keep hanging out with these chicks, but they never want to be my girlfriend after I tell them that I suck dicks. And I was like, so I swear to God, this is the guy that's trying that to give me material? advice. Yes, that's literally what he said. That's the premise of his joke. When I tell girls that I suck dick, they don't want to be my girlfriend. I don't even get the joke. Is he saying he sucks at comedy? or No, he's saying, he's, he's saying that he's, he's also doing sex acts with men. So he but doesn't understand. what the understand. hell is the joke there? Because, yeah, of course they're weirded out by that. He Well, no. Like, what like, is the joke? I the premise understand. of the joke is why, why can't time. I figure out why. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm very upset. Why, he's, well, it's it, funny. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, the, Peter. You go no, ahead. I'm saying the, the premise of the joke is why why won't these chicks be cool about the fact that I'm sucking dicks on the side, literally? But that's well, that's a funny thing. Sorry, Alex, go ahead. It's go not ahead. No, funny. Go ahead, Paul. Paul, but it's not funny. But go ahead, Paul. Explain. Well, the thing that bugs me is that it's funny because like, les- like dudes are like, oh, a chick likes chicks. That's awesome, right? Sure. You're like dope. Like we could do threesomes. But like for some reason, girls when the dudes like, I also like girls, and I also like dudes. They're like, oh, gross. Like, that's true. See, they're that, never that's like, a oh, good angle. oh, we can go suck dicks together. Like, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's how the joke should go. That my, I mean, my yeah. whole point of even bringing it up is like that guy's telling me what the rules are for managing your private life and comedy. And then literally his whole act is about the fact that he can't get his fucking 
that life he's gun. lonely. Yeah, yeah. He, so he sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what happened to him. I think he became a professional poker player or something. He's probably not. I don't even know if he's doing stand up anymore. Oh, good for him. Most he got out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot but, of people. Um, no, I was thinking about this, Paul. Do you think a lot of people are going to be um, uh, using this as a nice, quiet exit of comedy? Like nice, I fucking hope so. Right? I hope there's I, a I, giant exodus there of people. Like, I think there's going to be. I wish they would make me comedy police because I'd start kicking people out. Yeah, that'd be great. I I'd wish be like, no, was no, no, you guys can't, you can't be here anymore. Well, because I think everybody's going to realize how hard it was. Like, it was hard before. Yeah. And you go, oh, when it all goes away, then I'm fucked. So then everybody's going to be like, why am I going to pursue this again? Because, like, what, you're going to take, like, I'd imagine the first time, I'm not, we're not going to do stand-up again for, like, six months, I feel like. <sighs> I know. You know what I mean? So yeah. everybody's going to be back in the beginning. You know, the longest break I've ever taken since I started is, like, a week. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> six months. I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to remember how to do it. Well, wh- I think it's so, interesting. I've already forgot my entire Oh, I have no act. idea what my jokes are anymore. <laughs> I, I'm going to be bad, yeah. I maybe sure. remember my closer. I think that's – I've forgotten everything else. But, like, Paul, like, what's interesting about, like, doing like doing road gigs and, like, of course, everybody wants that balance of, like, road and city is that – like me doing city spots and then like I you know I featured I started featuring and then you were headlining like when there's three comics on the show and you have to travel to the club and you know the relationship with the booker the relationship with the venue talking to the audience afterwards it's so different than doing a spot in the city that I think a lot of people just think like oh stand up comedy is when I do 5 minutes at this bar and then I do 5 minutes at this club and then I do it's like doing 20 minutes for one audience with all the logistics like that's where like the business part of it is i think to me is more clear and a lot of people i don't think know that's 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 what really being a working comic is do you know what i'm saying i consider being a working comic is you make money doing comedy not because you just do it all the time you're not a working comic yeah Uh, do you go to your desk job and you go there for free no, you don't. You get paid to be there. You're right. a working whatever. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah. You get paid to do comedy. That's why whenever somebody's like, I have a full-time comic, I'm like, do you pay your rent from comedy? Then no, you are not a full-time comic. I mean, anyone that says they, they're a full-time comic that doesn't pay their rent doing comedy, like, that's, that's such an insane thing to say. Because, like, for instance, I have been paid to do comedy, but I definitely am not a full-time comedian. I make most of my income doing my office job. So I literally never say that I'm a working comic, a full-time comic. I, you know, especially around other comedians, like I, I do stand up is basically how I, I would put it. But, you know, I'm, or, you know, I, I don't have a problem saying I'm a comedian or whatever, because, you know, yeah, you I do it. You can see you're a comedian. Yeah. But to, but to like, say you're a full-time comic is like you're implying that's basically what you're trying to get across is that, oh, I do this full-time. So it's just yeah, like, this is what I do. It's so yeah. strange <laughs> that people try and claim that and then they, they well, are, they're not making money. Well, because I, I think it's like. No one would say I decided to be an opera singer today, but a lot of people think that they can get on stage. Oh, right, right. And and you can, and you know guess what? You can get on stage and wing it and get a couple of laughs, For but sure. you can't get up on stage and sing an aria in a fucking like in an opera and just like happen to luck into a couple of laughs. But so I, I think it's one of those love. art forms. It seems like you're just talking on stage, so people think like, oh, as long as I'm talking on stage, I'm doing the same thing that that other person is doing. I would love somebody to try amateur. <laughs> opera that was I actually, you know what's funny is i did at a talent at another talent show i i worked as a camp counselor a couple summers when i was in college 
And this girl that I became friends with was, uh, she was, uh, her college was going to opera conservatory. She was studying to be a professional opera singer. So she asked me to be in the scene with her. So she just sang to me because it would look silly for her to sing like a, a love scene to no one else. So I just had to stand on stage and seem like I was like into her and then sad at the end and in front of the whole fucking camp. And it was awesome. I was like, I would do that all day. Just fucking stand on stage and have somebody sing, like have a hot chick sing to you. Like, that's awesome. See, I think that's the most, that's the hardest part of like acting or being is just being there when somebody else is doing stuff. Yeah. When you're just awkwardly just being like, so, uh, just like waiting for your turn to do stuff. Well, I think, I mean, in any art form, it's, it's, it's learning how to relax is I think the hardest part. Yeah. That's, that's related to being relaxed. That's the funniest part is the secret to stand-up comedy is once you get to the point where you don't give a fuck yes. is when you start getting really good. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only – yeah. Go ahead. Even someone like – I think like Patrice's pauses are funnier than most people's jokes. Yeah. yeah. And you can't do that unless you're completely in control and relaxed on stage. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, and it's not about like – and again, so I think one time I heard Burr talking about Patrice and he said like, oh, yeah, when Patrice like wrote – material down and they all like i think it was on ona they all laughed at the idea that patrice o'neill would ever write a fucking joke down on a piece of paper yeah but there are fucking nerds out there that look will calculate the syllables well yeah but in fucking words but there's good comics that do that yeah no i, yeah, and I get a lot it of like it's great comics yeah yeah, do that. yeah yeah so, so he, the thing about patrice is he was like and i know we keep bringing him up but that's probably because me and peter are big fans but it's it's just that like he was such a phenom. He was just like a natural, funny guy. Like, and he was like a prick to everyone. So, like, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people that didn't like him, but well, I know there was. But he was his personality was so once in a generation. Generation, there's not that many people that could get away with never writing a joke down. You yeah, know what I yeah. mean? no, I'm not saying he didn't write material. I'm just saying that he saying was that. like fast yeah. and loose with. Yeah. what he was doing that's why he was so funny which is yeah. I, I agree i agree with what you're saying another person i'm obsessed with is fucking keanu reeves and that's another Dude. reason why i was excited <laughs> to Can talk I say, about- this is an underrated performance yes it really is he's yes. so good at being a fucking like aloof lo- like uh, just like an aloof dumb guy where now you uh, yeah okay you, you could say he's still kind of like that but not really dude you watch him in um the matrix and he's he he you could see he's putting it on for this performance. Whereas, was this his first? This was his first. Movie, no, he'd right? been around no? for a little oh, okay. while, but he he like started really young. Him and Alex Winter uh, were both like Alex Winter. I just read today was he was like a Broadway actor as a teenager. Oh, really? And so that, that's another one who's like obviously clearly a good actor and a smart guy, fucking playing dumb in a movie. How so, how secretly pissed do you think Alex Winter is? About so like uh, it, like subconsciously like he wouldn't admit it because him and I Keanu would, are probably wanted, still boys so but, like he, Keanu's this like mega star and he but Alex Winter like now anything. he directs like documentaries and he's gotten opportunities to like produce shows and like like be like a TV like producer and stuff like that it, like I think this being a star I, I think if anything I mean I'm sure there's plenty of bitter people in Hollywood but like my hunch is that though like the guys who are inside like including the Alex Winters know that the thing that makes Keanu Reeves Keanu Reeves is intangible. So it's yeah. not like Keanu, it's not like Keanu Reeves stole Alex Winter's spot. Right. Like Keanu is like a fucking like a star in the solar system and Alex Winter's like, "Oh my god, I got to work with that guy." But clearly you can see 
that he I mean I I like I fucking love Keanu. I think Keanu's one of the greatest action stars of all time. Sure. And, I think he's one of the only ones left. I actually yeah. had this conversation the other day that there is not a lot of legit action stars left anymore. No, like, it, it's in like, the 80s there were so many. Well, they're like, playing now there's like, none. Much now like they're rock, playing the much dads, like rock bands, you know. Much like rock yeah. bands, there are no action stars left. Just like the rock bands left in the 80s and 90s, so did the action star. And Keanu's not Keanu's 55 years old. Like Keanu's been yeah. in movies oh, for yeah. 40 years almost. And he has like taken on another, and I think, and I and I think that like a lot of the '80s action stars are now starting to like do kind of like they they're having fun with their persona and their reputation, and they're you know they're pl- but they're playing like older guys in movies, and they're kind of having fun with it. Whereas Keanu is still like the the main guy, and mm-hmm. probably has like another five years in him of being that guy. I think John Wick guy. brought him back. Yeah. Oh, 100%. John Wick brought him back because he was gone. He was, yeah, when we, was gone. I mean, we, so Alex and I met and we talked about John Wick. Yep. And that's, that conversation led to this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So, cause, cause to me, John Wick is a return to form of the 80s action movie. And I love yeah. all the like illusions and like the sort of, uh, just, it, it was made by people that clearly love the movies that I loved when I was a kid. And they did it really well and they did it smart and it was like it came out of nowhere and people were like what the fuck is this movie and now it's become this huge phenomenon and i think largely because of how well they made it and because fucking keanu reeves is john wick is awesome yeah i hope they make it until he's in like a wheelchair with an (laughs) oxygen tank like i they can keep making them and i would not give a fuck i'll keep watching them but like part of me wanted like my my dream for keanu reeves is that he made three john wicks and then Keanu Reeves, the person, like disappeared and you never heard from him again. And so the last like so then now he was just like became this like legend of he made these three movies. It's like like J.D. Salinger. You know what I mean? Like he co- becomes this like pop icon. And then like the, the legend grows just because you never you never hear from the guy again. Yeah. So uh, clearly, that's not that's not going to happen. But like, it's I such kind a of selfish desire to want your. That's for yeah, me. That's my personal to be wish. A fucking hermit weirdo like J.D. Salinger. That's my personal wish for Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I don't want to see him life. in other movies. <laughs> Let him have a good life, you know. <laughs> well, uh, I don't like. So now he's doing another Bill and Ted's. Yeah, with the two of them together. Yeah, that's what I'm really interested in to see what that because Keanu to go back as that guy. Do you think it's going to be harder for him or easy? I think he's going to have a ball with it because yeah. there's yeah. a lot of Keanu memes out there, and I think he's a pretty self-aware guy. It's not like he hasn't seen those. So I think he's going to really lean into it, and clearly he could do it. I mean, I know it was like 30 years ago, 40 years ago, but he can be Theodore, Ted. You know, <laughs> like he could be Ted. He's so good at it. It's crazy to me because, like, you could – do you could like I, I all of us could probably do a, an impersonation of Ted. Whoa! But yeah, sure, but you can't nail it like he did. He no, is, he's so good at it. It's it. It's, he even does Ted in the Matrix. Does he do? Ted if you think Matrix? about it, what yeah. Do you mean when like he the had, whole the whole character, or do you mean he, no? Well, kind of. But even bit. at one point, there's like an homage, kind of. I don't know if you consider it when oh is Morpheus this in the first. first one? Yeah, in the first one when Morpheus jumps over the building. He's like you can, f- and he's like, "Whoa!" Oh yeah, <laughs> intentional homage because that's that I don't would know be if great. that's intentional. Oh, that but makes it's me great. like it more. Yeah, he's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> okay, I, the, the thing about like I'm not excited necessarily about 
uh, another Bill and Ted, but I, I do think for Why? whatever oh, reason, I am. I think, there's, I think there's yeah, now I totally a, disagree. I think there's now a track record where whether it is doing like Creed for Rocky or doing like the, the Cobra Kai Rambo, TV show the new for Rambo. There, there's a track record now of guys in Hollywood who also love those 80s movies and they're like honoring what was great about the original. So like I trust that they're not going to put it out there and it's not going to be good. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure the people that are doing it love what's great about the original enough that they're going to put their all into it and make it into something good. Well, as long as it's an interesting take, that's why Creed was good. Yeah. Because you know yeah, yeah, yeah. it was an interesting take. They forced right. a lot of Creed, I feel like, but it was still great. I the agree. second one was hard forced. The first oh, one was really Creed 2 was one. terrible. I, it made me, Creed 2 was like, whoa. Like, it, Creed 2 to, was Rocky 4 rehash, but with none of what made Rocky 4 cool. Yeah. But I think if because from what I've read about Bill and Ted three so far is that they have a family, they have kids that are teenagers, and their kids are smart and they're stupid. That's I love it. The, all I've got so <laughs> I far. I love it. I, I'm watching that movie, dude. That's all I'm I've got so far. Laughing. Yeah, and they're and they're you know the the end of this movie basically they find out you know that they're basically worshipped in the future so i do want to see how they play with that angle of them becoming like a famous rock band because they're gonna have to address that right well, i'm wondering because when i watched it today i was wondering because <clears throat> the future that they go to is 2688 so they're not still alive right right so they had to have started the future this movie's got to be when that started I would guess. What I'm right? saying is is they're such a legendary rock band apparently that they Wild changed stallions. the world like hundreds of years later, which is such a ridiculous premise, but if that's the case then they're going to be, you know, rock stars, uh, you know, yeah. soon. So I would imagine they have to address that or maybe it goes wrong or something, but they they can't not address it in this movie, in the new movie. Yeah, but would it be the same without Rufus? Right, because he he is all legendary, talented. Uh, fucking George Carlin's shredding at the end of this movie, <laughs> yeah, which they basically don't know how to play have, at all. They don't know how to play <laughs> at all, and he's shredding like a ridiculous. It's like such a, it, it's everything in this movie is hilarious. Like that's a, such a hilarious degree of shredding. I play guitar and just nothing, nothing that Carlin did is possible. And and even if it was. It's so not him playing. Like, just the, the whole shot yeah. is stupid. It's so well, they cut it. They shoot him they from, cut, like, yeah. the, yeah, yeah. you know it's 100% somebody else. They show his, like, else. thigh and his, like, yeah. arms. Yeah, well, yeah. Why do you guys think that George Carlin was in a bigger movie star? <sighs> I don't think he wanted to be. Yeah, yeah I, think I think that's probably movies it. movies that I, he wanted to do. I think it's probably it. I think he had probably every opportunity to do as many movies as he wanted to do. And he yeah. just... He was. A, but I mean, he, if you think about it, he, he stuck to his principle. He didn't want to sell out. Like, yeah, but all the movies that he's in, you remember forever. Yeah, yeah. Dogma. I mean, Dogma. I like, I like Dogma. Yeah, you, sometimes you gotta. What, I forget the, what's the line. You gotta suck. You gotta give a little head to get, or something. I forget how something it goes. Something like that. Fuck, I haven't seen. I'm gonna rewatch Dogma now because I haven't seen that in a while. I forget. Wasn't yeah, he like the conductor on Thomas the Trinket? Tank engine or something, something like that, something weird. Some kids well, Carlin thing. has like a crazy story. He's like a he was like a Christian guy, yeah. And then he was part of some duo, and then yeah. I think his buddy died in like a weird way, and then he well, became he, what we know now. He started out as the the hippy dippy weatherman, so he had like yeah. a, a sketch character that he would do on talk shows. 
and then he started doing more like heavy. I mean, same. I mean, same thing is true of Pryor. Pryor was basically like a uh, Bill Cosby clone. Was doing TV shows, and he kind of was like, "Fuck this! This is not really who I am." So he started like doing more raw material. I think like they they kind of like. They were sort of like Bird and Magic, which is kind of cool. Yeah, Carl and Pryor, yeah. So they had this, like, they're friends, but they were also had this competition with one another, which I think kind of drove both of them. But, like, Richard Pryor, and we, we did Blue Collar, which is a fucking an amazing Richard Pryor performance in that movie. But yeah. Richard Pryor did a lot of shit movies. And yeah. I'm sure Pryor saw that and was like... Carlin. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sure Carlin saw that and was probably like, nope, don't mm-hmm. feel like doing that. Because that's, I mean, that's the thing with comedians. It's like, and you like when I learn about how the business works. It's like every guy gets those opportunities. Like, like we were saying with Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter. Alex Winter took those meetings and had auditions and all this other stuff. But like Keanu Reeves is a fucking force of nature. It's just a different thing, you know. So I'm sure I'm sure George Carlin was probably offered a lot of stuff that he turned down. I'd imagine he was offered so much. But I mean, Keanu. Also has done a lot of trash. Oh yeah! Oh, for oh, sure. Yeah. For, and that's he's why he's like some bad movies. He's had a weird and still, career, and it's crazy because he's still. I didn't watch it, but he's done. He still does bad movies. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. That's he's, part of my. That's part of my John Wick and disappear thing. It's like I don't. I don't want to see Keanu now, like being made fun of for doing a shitty movie. Well, no, he snuck one in. After the first Wick, he did some weird. Honeymoon wedding movie with uh, oh yeah 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 what's her face uh, from Stranger Things Winona Ryder yeah oh, really? I think so oh, that sounds yeah, yeah, yeah. horrible she's in, she's in this one she's in Bill and Ted wait she is Joan of Arc yeah, she she plays Joan of Arc no she's not Joan of Arc definitely her that's no definitely way. her that looks no. just like her I'm gonna IMDb it right now there's it no looks like way. her in fucking Beetlejuice it it, it she is in Beetlejuice. Yeah, I'm saying it looks I know, like that's 80s what we're saying. Winona Ryder. I'm looking it up I, right now. There's no way. I would know. I'm pretty sure. But. I was keeping track of Winona Ryder's career at this point and I would have remembered if she was in fucking Beetlejuice. Boom, yes she is. Why does that she's sound in. so creepy? She, dude, she's in. I have it on my phone. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you've been keeping track of, of, of No, at that time <laughs> I would I was like, "Oh, Winona Ryder." Yeah, I was really keeping tabs on where her career track went. Means, oh, Winona You know Ryder. what I mean? No. I mean <laughs> You're a creepy guy. You're no, in your forties, you know. Winona is age probably, appropriate for me. Uh, she's older than you. Actually. She might be. Yeah, she's. A, I'm saying it's age. She's appropriate. in it, dude. I just, I just researched it. Oh, I, yeah, I love IMDb how he says so. Yeah, Wait, I love how he doesn't believe me. No, it's Does not. Does she have I, any speaking lines though? Ba- no, I remember. She doesn't even I don't think speak. she said anything. Yeah, right. She's just like no. no she's not French. Joan of Arc is Jane Weedlin. What do you mean? That's the name of the actress who plays Joan of Arc in this movie. Dude, no way. That's yes. her. It's a it Oh, looks... shit. You're right. Fuck. What did I, you Google? <laughs> I, well, I, I Googled Winona Ryder, Bill and Ted. It's, it's, a, it's a common search, and it comes up pictures of Joan of Arc from Bill and Ted. But I guess a lot of well, people make the same mistake. You're not the only one that thought it. No. Because I agreed not. with you, too. I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, my, my burden in life that I have to carry with me at all times is it brings me no joy being right. Oh, like it really doesn't because I'm constantly yeah, fighting against yeah, people who are telling yeah, yeah. me that I'm not right. 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 Don't I'd rather lie. just Being be, right brings so much joy. It brings so much joy. I'd rather just play in a rock band and be stupid. Like good looking and stupid is the best way to go through life. Like this is a burden that I carry with right. me. Too bad you're just ugly and right. <laughs> yeah, are a, you guys one of those beliefs that comics are 
people who just wanted to be rock stars and can't, so we became comics. There's some truth to it. I don't think it's a hundred percent true. I have no musical ability, and I, I don't, don't really sing. But that doesn't mean I didn't want to be a rock star. I think it would be pretty <laughs> fucking rad. And I, I might if you get if you could like wave a magic wand, I might do it. You might do it, like switch. <laughs> Who wouldn't do it? I would do. Yeah, I would, 100% I would do, switch. I would do Brazilian a, soccer a, star. Yeah, star. What? We're talking about star. Brazil, like, Brazilian player who plays on the Brazilian Olympic team, I would fucking do in a second. Why? Because those guys, they make money, they fucking live amazing lives, and you go back to Brazil, a country of like 300 like, million people, and he you're likes, a He God. likes that skin tone. Peter, they don't leave Brazil. Yes, they, they do. play, they play in they Brazil. Play yeah, no, but you do. said they when you Brazil. go back to Brazil, like they left, they, like their no, house they, isn't in Brazil. They go. No, they, live in, they live in Europe. They live they, in Europe. He's oh, right. really? Oh, if you yeah, play yeah, for the Brazil play, like, national team, you, you play in basically like – I'm talking you know, about Real guys Madrid. who like play in Italy, Spain, yeah. France, England because then uh, you have a fan base in that country and Brazil. That's how it works basically. That if shows like how Neymar. much I know about soccer. Yeah. yeah. yeah basically, I only know because I spent time living in Italy and it's like so weird like that, that – the soccer world is so strange – Mm-hmm. To Americans, it doesn't yeah. even make any sense. Well, yeah, it's it's very strange because there's so many different countries involved. Whereas, like with American sports, it's only yeah. States. You have to you have to be a you have to know like all the European leagues yep. and and the World Cup stuff. Yeah, and in Europe, they have annual European tournaments, like tournaments every four. Like, there's all these different. It's a lot. The, soccer players play soccer like 280 days of the year. Like they, that's yeah. why they fucking. Like they, their career sometimes lasts three years because they burn out. The one thing I do love that I wish American sports would adapt is that if a team blows in soccer, they like lower them into the shitty yeah. leagues. Like if you're bad, you get lowered. You have to work your way back up. That's yeah. awesome. And then when a team when a team bumps back up to the major league and they they represent a certain city, that city is like it's like they go fucking shit. nuts. Yeah, yeah. It's like your whole city just got legitimacy that it didn't have. Last year, the Jets wouldn't even be a team at this point. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least, are you a Jets fan, Paul? No, I'm a Patriots fan. Oh, yeah. He's from oh, Boston. Good for yeah, you. No good for you. I'm from, yeah. I'm from Massachusetts. I'm not a bandwagon fan. I've liked them before Brady. No, I believe you. Well, there now, was a now time he's gone, before so Brady. How do you feel about and the like them now. being over? Yeah. And, uh, I wouldn't call it over yet. It's looking have pretty a down rough there. right now. It's going to be pretty bad. Yeah, we're going to be bad. We're going to be bad this year. Jared Stidham, Stidham, Stedham. Yep, I don't exactly. fucking know. I know they, he sucks. I know they draft him. Oh, uh, wow! He a was couple years he, ago, yeah. he was right? the backup the last two years to Brady. Oh, I got you. I got Garoppolo you. left. Yeah, they did. But he blows. Him. He well, blows. I don't know. Who knows? They'll probably turn him into a ten-win quarterback somehow. Because yeah. they'll figure out a way. A fucking, it's funny. Mastermind. I was watching. Um, I was watching old episodes of Cheers. And they're always lamenting how bad the Patriots are. Yeah, they used to be awful. In yeah. cheer. No, I mean, and I remember it. I remember when they, they – but it's like it's just funny to oh, go back and watch that stuff. And it's like people hanging out in the bar just talking about how terrible the Patriots are. It's like – I was like, they were the you guys worst team the in They were the so NFL. bad. Yeah. yeah. And now they're the best by far in any American – like the best dynasty, longest lasting dynasty in America. Yeah, probably sports. to never be touched again. It won't. It's too yeah. long. It was 20-plus years. Anyway, uh, you know, I actually went to college in Boston. I went to Northeastern. Did you uh, Did you go to school there, or did you kind of I went out? to Wentworth. Oh, right there, Wentworth. Right yeah, across yeah. the street, basically. I had a few friends I, at Wentworth. Yeah, is that the engineering yeah. school? It's an engineering school, yeah. yeah. I went for computer science. 
Yeah, I, 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 I was smart friends. at one point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had a couple of friends that went there. Yeah, we shared a field. I think we shared like a, a football. Yeah, like a rugby there. field or something yep. like that. Something yep. weird. Because uh, my roommate in college was rugby, and he was out of his fucking mind. And then <laughs> oh, yeah, I nice. hung out with a couple girls at North Eastern because there was no girls at Wentworth. Wentworth it was all is dudes. all dudes. Dude. All dudes. It's, it's literally all all white and Asian dudes. That is yeah, the, is the it worst. engineering school? Yes, the whole thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was just Asian kids and white dudes. And then you have the Northeastern, like, Northeastern is basically like the NYU, one of the NYUs, BU and Northeastern are like NYUs. They're like huge schools. Huge. Yeah. So you have, like, international kids. You have, like, a lot of hot girls like you know you would want to be on northeastern's campus I that's think. why like i never get i get the appeal of new york but if you want to go to college go to and boston. you want to have a good time you gotta go to, go to boston absolutely because like you know because right mm-hmm. went it's wentworth and the northeastern and then mm-hmm. up the street is all the art schools yep so Mass emerson art, and all that emerson, stuff and yep. just mad girls dude yeah even like going to harvard parties was <laughs> unreal like it was, yeah. it was i was like dating a chick that went to harvard uh, freshman year and we were dude the people the, the amount of money that people have that are in harvard it's like the parties are crazy like yeah uh it, 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 you would think it's all like a bunch of nerds it's, it's not at all it's like Mm-mm. very hot girls and hot guys and just like lacrosse and just you know it's boston is the place to go to school it is so much fun there's a lot of drinking there's a lot of partying uh yeah people that go to school in new york it's a huge mistake i yeah, i, like, I what agree. are you doing you're paying seventy thousand dollars a year to live in a fucking tiny apartment and you don't even have a campus you don't even have like a centralized campus what are you doing nope. yeah i never i always wanted to live in new york city but i never even thought about going to college in new york city yeah do it like after. i wanted to go to college go to, somewhere yeah and then move to then new york move city. to new york city that's what you do that that's i mean i did that that but i'm not saying do that because i did that i'm just saying like if you want to live in a city, New York, it's not the place to be when you're in college and you have to go to classes. It's the place yeah, to be when no. you have a ton of freedom. When you're an be, adult. Right. Yeah. And when I like, I like doing ca- stand-up comedy. Yeah, I like campuses. Loser. I wanted to be yeah. on a campus. I didn't want to be in a, in a city. I wanted to be on a college campus hanging out with other college students. Mm. Yeah, know? exactly. No, that's exactly it. Uh, so I don't well, know. That's Sorry. What I, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> that's why I never got people who went to – they're from New York – yeah. And then they go to NYU. I'm like, do you don't you want to see what other places are like? No, they're dicks. Like, <laughs> they're yeah, people don't who are very to... very narrow minded, stupid people. Yeah, think. like yeah. go somewhere else and see what it's like, and then come back so you can appreciate where you're from more. Yeah, like that's what that's the one thing this pandemic has made for me is that I've been I've been out of New York for like three weeks, and then I count being out of it when I was like stuck in my apartment and couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Like I legitimately miss new york now yes like like uh when i was in it and doing shit like i didn't like enjoy it i was like ah, new york kind of sucks and now that i couldn't do what i was doing i was like no i kind of miss it like i do yeah Yeah, it gives you a new new appreciation for it i um i everyone in new york city gets gets off on how busy they are and like then you know it's like such a status thing where it's like oh i would love to do this but i'm so busy and now nobody's fucking busy and you, I do like I, I ride my bikes around the city. I walk and like I'm here and I'm sad and loving it at the same. You know what I mean? Like I'll go by the river and I'll just like look out and I'll be like, this city, city is fucking spectacular. But I'm sad that what you know that things are the way that they are. But yeah, it's it's it, it is. It, I'm like nostalgic for it while I'm still in it at the same time. 
Yeah. Because well, yeah. it's not the same now. It's, it's not the same. And it's making everyone miss it, but it's also, I think, giving a lot of people anxiety because it's like, is it ever going to go back? But then also, oh, like, I ho- hopefully, like, people that came just for the money part of New York will probably realize it's not worth it and or that they can work from home wherever they live. <laughs> yeah. And well, not I'm actually have to hoping be here. that they're – well, I saw it a little bit before I left. Like, I definitely – I mean, I left, but I'm planning on coming back. I had to leave. But there was moving trucks everywhere on my street. Like, I feel like there's oh, a giant wow. – exodus of yeah. people that are not going to come back and that's what i'm hoping i hope you go back and it's like 80s 90s new york that's what yeah. i want where it's so like I, well, go ahead i'm sorry paul no go ahead i was done i was gonna say <laughs> i uh i don't i'm not a conspiracy theory guy but I, they're fun i mean yes are, you are though. i'm, I'm, just, I'm that, having you, fun you, with bring conspiracy up theories. one every episode so, so I, mean, I have a i i concocted a little conspiracy theory of my own that i that i think i invented go ahead so, Can't wait I was riding my bike. I used to I used to work uh, by uh, Hudson Yards as they were finishing like phase one of Hudson Yards. Right. So then I was like, oh, cool. Like this is finally going to be done. The fucking Highland, blah, blah, blah. And I haven't been over that way in years. Probably. It's probably been at least like two years since I've been over there. So the other day I'm riding my bike and it's like I'm like riding my bike on the sidewalk in Times Square. I'm like, this is fucking incredible. And then I'm riding my bike through the meatpacking district. Yeah. And I'm looking, and the fucking Hudson Yards is just growing. Like it's just it's everywhere you look. Now. Everywhere you look on the west side over there is like brand new skyscraper on top mm-hmm. of skyscraper. So my can't prove it hunch conspiracy theory is th- fucking storefronts are going empty in New York City. Like stores are leaving, restaurants are leaving because people can't pay the rent. Yeah, that and I- now you're gonna do billions of dollars of new real estate. With new restaurants, new high rises, new condos, I think that there's some kind of boondoggle there where they realized the city was going to be fucking bankrupted by this project, and they were like, "We have to do something to like stop this and just basically shut down the economy." This is and a fucking high and high. Yeah, this is a terrible. <laughs> there's no theory. way they would shut down Why not? the entire economy what, how because of you... one real estate problem. That's insane. Real estate well, it's problem. Funny. It's it's the it's a, it's the biggest real estate undertaking in the history of mankind. But it's not it's the, the biggest. Pro- it's, it's the biggest. Pro- of course, it is. Billionaire it's real estate person. Yeah, well, you can't. I I heard somebody say in a podcast if you owe if you owe fifty thousand dollars to the bank and you can't pay. Yeah, what that's I, your problem. If you owe a hundred million dollars to the bank and you can't pay, that's the bank's problem. Like that's how that's how the two thousand eight financial crisis happened. Right, but like a mass exodus to solve going bankrupt is to force yourself to go bankrupt. They like, just what, like shut everything down and stop them. You know when they for, when you know when they put somebody in an induced coma, be, so yeah. to to like so that they don't fucking die. Like they put the city in an induced coma. Yeah, but I don't. I don't like, know, man. Again, this is just my fun. You guys are like. Yeah. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I just pulled this out of my ass. Yeah, but I think it might you got be all true. mad when I said it wasn't. It wasn't true. I don't <laughs> but know. here's you my see? thing: seventy five percent of the restaurants in New York are probably going to be gone yeah. when I they know. come back. Yeah, because I read online somewhere, I don't know where, and who knows if it's real. But it made sense to me: is that most of these restaurants have enough money. To survive, maybe a month, two months, a month, yeah, maybe yeah. two. No, that's just but general mid, business practice. Yeah, mid August, September, the Blasio yeah. saying, yeah, like they're done. They're so, done. 
I mean, yeah. I was in the restaurant business for a long time. Yeah, I was never, I was never an owner, but I was a, I was a manager, and I was like involved in like buying wine and liquor. So I started to see the numbers and study the numbers. The restaurant business does not make any sense. But no. New York, New York City is a restaurant city. Yeah. So you have all these people moving here because they want to be artists and comedians and blah blah blah. So they work at restaurants to support themselves, and then you just happen to have a city where you have rich people who go out to eat all the time. Yep. Dude, yeah. my fucking parents in Jersey, they go to they go to Never, a restaurant yeah. three times a year. Yeah, yeah. I used to have clientele that would come to the restaurant three times a week. Right. So yeah. if that and and the funny thing is what I started to notice even in the last couple of years in the restaurant business is I was hiring people. I was working in one of the top restaurants in New York City and the applicant pool was garbage. And so I'm like, yeah. I don't think people are moving to New York City anymore and getting those restaurant jobs. So I'm already like, oh shit, like what's happening? And that was three years ago. So now, like it just it's unsustainable. And the reason that they always say, like, oh, you know, 70% of restaurants go out of business the first year. The reason that happens is, is that one is, I mean, there's really two reasons. One is because people want to have a restaurant because they think it's a status symbol to own a restaurant uh -huh. and they don't know what they're getting themselves into, so they get their clock cleaned. But yeah. even the experienced people, what they do is they don't you basically need a year of cash reserves to to ride out the first year because the minute the doors open you're yeah you're money. making money but now you got to make payroll and now you got to pay utilities and now you got to pay the liquor bill and you got to pay the fucking soda bill so people who don't have cash right away don't have cash on hand they get fucking bled to death just by paying their bills and their payroll so that's when things are going good yeah. so now you shut a restaurant down for 3 months there's no, no, no. I heard somebody say nobody, no business forecast for zero revenue. Yeah, you just can't. You just can't do it. You can forecast for a slow time. Yeah, but of not, course you no plan for. All. You plan for slow. You don't plan for nothing. Yeah, yeah. No. You know, no business, zero business. You can't. No, the only even thing, the you, only. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Alex. I was going to say the ahead. only businesses that could last something this long would be like a, a corporation, like a chain of restaurants. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what's happening. Amazon's doing great. Whole Foods is yeah, doing right. great. But New York City is is a city of small business, independently owned, you know, amazing restaurants. And it's really right. sad that, yeah. And also a lot of the business that's in New York City is in New York City because of the status of having New York City. I'm sure a lot of those bigger name places are not even making money off their New York City right, stores. Right, right. It's like a big billboard. It's like a you know what I mean? like billboard. Europeans and Japanese people who come to New York because they want to go shopping for clothes and sneakers in New York City, and they don't know that they can go to the fucking mall in Elizabeth, New Jersey, and pay half price for the same yeah. shit because they want to be in New All York right, City. All right, let's not be so judgmental. You wouldn't know where to go in there. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm just no. I'm not. <laughs> You're I'm not being... like such a like shit eating grit. Like no, no, no they don't I'm not even saying know it. about Elizabeth, New Jersey. I'm just yeah, West from, that's where I'm from. And there's a fucking there's a actually there, I know. Funny thing, there's a funny the funny thing is is that there's a uh, there's a, a big um, outlet mall there that people from people from New York City actually go to all the time because yeah. they know to fucking go get discounted shit over there right well it's a move you know what I mean like when you live in New York you know everything's more expensive there so you go outside but people who come to New York to shop they don't know that there's a difference you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? like they like, have no idea. Yeah. What have you, no Paul? Idea. What have you been doing uh, to stay busy in these times? Like, what does your life look like now that we're doing this I shit? Put, I'm just putting a gun in my mouth and then spinning oh, wow. the chamber, and then you know, every day I just keep going. Oh wow, you've made it! <laughs> you're like Mel, no, you're like Mel so Gibson in the beginning I mean, of Lethal Weapon. <laughs> yeah, just like no, it's brutal. You know what I mean? To go, I mean, even when I was in New York, it was hard because you go from not even thinking about how to fill time. 
Right, because you're like, I work, then you go to comedy or whatever you do, and sure. then whenever free time you get, you're like, fuck, I'll go do something else. Now you have all of the time, but there's nothing to do, which is even worse. That's what yeah. drives me insane is that, I mean, you can find some work, but I'm out of work. So, like, I'm putting some freelance shit together, but yeah. if I don't have anything, I have nothing to do. And it's not like you can write. You can write, but, like, it's really how do you hard. know if it's any good? You can't <laughs> test you ro- it, yeah. and the only thing yeah. in the news is coronavirus. Yeah, so, so what like, are you going to write about? You know what I mean? The same shit everybody's writing about. You it's, know what I mean? It's going to become so hacky immediately when we it's get that. It's brutal. Yeah. I do think this is, like, what people want right now is conversation, and they want, like, connection. And so, like, the, the Zoom and the podcasting, this kind of stuff is, is like, the perfect medium for the, for the moment. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? What's and your stance part- on these Zoom comedy shows? Uh, Have you it, done any? I refuse to do them. I, I, do Alex, do I don't know if you know that I did one right after we talked about me not wanting to do one. No, I didn't know you so did So I one. got roped in. I didn't get roped in. Like I, I went into one just to check it out. And then they were like, hey, Peter, do you want to? And I actually uh, went to the grocery store while I was on yeah, okay. the Zoom. So you and then I, and then I started like bitch- storytelling. And I started bitching about right. the fact that my friend is running. This is like the fifth Zoom show that he's done. And today was the first time I'm, I'm like, what were you waiting for to tell me that you had a fucking Zoom show? Like you didn't That's have funny. any time. You know what I mean? So, so I just like ranted. And I, to me, that felt funnier and more organic than fucking doing bits. Well, how do yeah. you even do bits like this? You know what I mean? What am I going to tell you a joke? You don't hear anything back. How do you do the pauses or the timing? And then I saw somebody's status today. I commented on it because, you know what, I have time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that somebody was like, oh, all the comics that are bitching about Zoom shows being shitty are just shitty comics. Mm, and I was like, no. I bitch about them, and I'm a good comic. Yeah, <laughs> and, and also like, uh, Tim Dillon bitches about them, and he's fantastic. So whoever yeah. said yeah. that is, is a moron, honest. I don't I know who said that, but yeah. think it's bad for comedy. I could see what you – yeah, because people are going to get the impression that this is like what comedians can are capable of. And it's like, no, 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 no. You go to a live show. That's what they're capable of. Yeah. They, it, this is not a good advertisement for, for stand-up at all. And it's all bad. It I, is. Yeah. It's bad. Well, like, and it, I feel like – here's, here's something. YouTube uh, comedians, uh, like not stand-ups, people that make funny YouTube videos and have big followings, right? Uh, right. There's always been like a clash between stand-ups and those people because – the YouTube people can go on tour. They have these huge audiences and they make a lot of money. And yeah, they're not stand-ups or stand-up trained or they probably can't do a stand-up show. Um, and their live show probably isn't that great. Their YouTube video, their online content is great, especially great. compared to fucking stand-ups and what they're doing. So right. my, I think this is a big wake-up call for stand-ups to teach yourself how to fucking edit something. Teach yourself – because these this – Yes, we're in a pandemic, but that shit is an invaluable skill. You're going to need whether you either have to be a, a good enough comic that you have people that want to edit stuff for you or you're going to have to build your empire by yourself. And and online media is not going away. You need to you need yeah. to do this shit anyway. So I, I took it upon myself and I know that necessary. It's not necessarily like a homework assignment. You, you know, w- pandemics are stressful, yada, yada. I heard someone say like. Oh, everyone's saying you need to be more productive. It, it's triggering. And it's like, I'm not trying to trigger anyone. I'm just saying you should, if you're a comic, if you're in the creative field, if you're in live entertainment, you should use right now and the lack of work that you have to hone in on online media 
skills, editing, basic stuff, so that maybe you can be entertaining online. And maybe you won't have a big audience. Maybe it'll take a long time. But, I mean, what, when we get back to stand-up, maybe you can chop up your tapes and make it more entertaining for people. Because, I mean, I don't know how long this is going to last, but I do know that having an online audience was helping people before this anyway. So it was always, That's the funny thing is, like, <laughs> and Pete, how long have you been doing comedy? You've been around a while too, right? Me? Uh, like yeah. six, seven years. Yeah. How long have you been doing, Alex? Uh, see, I, yeah, no, I've only been doing it three years, so I know I'm yeah. very new. Yeah. I've been doing like a, 11. It's a right. long time. Yes. And I've been on the road the most time. But mm-hmm. so I, I get the business and you meet a lot of people. And Pete, you meet a lot of people on the road. That's what every New York comic needs to do is go on the road. That's yeah. We learn how the business is. Mm-hmm. And it's always funny. New York comics always shit on YouTube comics. So like, oh, fucking the YouTube guy. But mm-hmm. then Andrew Schultz does exactly what YouTube comics do. Right. And now yeah, right. he's a god. Look at you know what I mean? Because he had both. Because yeah. he had the stand-up yeah. ability and then developed the fucking YouTube ability, which was but his- Nobody shits on him. Yeah, no, respected. He's because he's inside because yeah. he has the stand-up ability. Because you yeah. can't take it away from him. I think I've had. I feel like I've had this conversation a hundred times during the pandemic. But like, to me, it's like being funny is one thing, and stand-up comedy is a subset of being funny. So to me, stand-up comedy is I'm alone on a stage, and there's a hundred people looking at me, and I got a microphone. It's a it's a thing. It's its own. It, it has an ending, and you're talking to the audience. But being funny is being funny. And so right now we have a different medium. The medium of stand-up comedy doesn't exist right now. But like this it's other gone. medium. And again, I'm not exactly. good at I don't I don't think I'm particularly good at any I mean I, I lean on Alex for all this shit. But like I have some ideas now for like videos that I want to make. And to be honest, I've been like learning how to get good at carpentry while this is all happening. And but that's it's another creative outlet for me. But yeah, you can't just like. I mean, we're not. We're not. I mean, you you can lament that fucking you know, uh, radio doesn't exist anymore, or that no one has a phonograph anymore, or you can decide like, oh, this is the new technology, so we're gonna yeah. make an art form that's that's for the new. We're not doing Greek tragedy anymore either in a fucking amphitheater. Like yeah. it just things change. Well, and by all means, you know, do your Zoom stand up shows. And and make them something a little bit different, maybe, or make them you know entertaining and feel it out and figure it out. But to call it to do to try and do what you do on stage on Zoom, I think it's foolish because it's just it's it's trying to force you know a, a square peg into a round hole. It, it's just it's going to make stand up look bad because it's not good. It's but not that being but that yeah. being said, and again, like I think we're as comedians, we sometimes are insular and we think we're making this stuff so the other comedians can judge what we're doing. When I talk to regular people right now, they're like, oh, I wish you would make more stuff because I'm sitting at home and I would yeah. love to have something new to watch. So we yeah. have to like remember too, like we're, we, we make stuff so that other people can enjoy it. Make so more if stuff. the thing, if sure. the, if the thing that we make, right, this might be a great opportunity to you know, develop an audience that didn't exist when we were just doing clubs, you know? hundred well, percent. so weird. Comics just want to shit on each other for trying to improve themselves. It's so weird mm-hmm. that... It's very oh, high school. Oh, you're going you're to start another podcast? Just want to hear another fucking podcast. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And what if yeah. it blows up? Yeah. Everybody's shit on TikTok. Now it's the fucking biggest <laughs> thing right now. And now everybody's on it. Every yeah. comic that I saw that was like, Literally. fuck TikTok, it's bullshit. Now right. everybody's on it. Literally everybody. everybody's on it. And people were, you know, people <laughs> and, were and, st- and still do shit on podcasts. 
But yeah. I mean, remember in the beginning of podcasting, like before I ever even started doing stand up, I remember because I was I've always been a stand up fan. I remember when stand ups were like, "Oh, what's a podcast bullshit?" And it literally made everyone's careers. Like anyone yeah. that's big now is big off a of podcast. And it's like I still hear people going, "Oh, you're gonna fucking start a podcast. You're you're another white guy with a podcast." It's like, yeah, I'm another white guy with a podcast yeah. that might you know. It might make my entire life. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Why wouldn't I? I don't know if I even had this conversation with you, Alex, but like there was a moment where I was like, oh shit, I might have to get a regular job. Yeah, and it, yeah. I think and I and I thought it was gonna be working nights and I was not gonna be able to do stand up. And of course I got fucking sad about that. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, you know what? I'll I'll still find a way to do the podcast with Alex. Oh, and that was sweet. a re- and that was no, and was, like that was a relief to me. Cause yeah. I'm like, I love doing stand up and I love doing the podcast. And if I can't do stand up, thank God that I have the podcast. I feel the same the way. Best man. thing, go ahead. That I ever learned, and I recently learned it, which has helped me, is to not give a fuck about what any other comic tells you you should or shouldn't do. <laughs> do you think Andrew Schultz gives a fuck that you no. what and about any of that stuff? Just do it. Just do whatever you want to do. It sounds like, so simple. Cares? It sounds so simple, but that, that really is hard, especially for me, you know, a three-year comic. I I care about what other comics think. Of course yeah, I do. Yeah, but you know how much it's, I wasted so much energy I'm caring sure. about what other comics do, and then I could be so much further yeah. if I just did what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? Like, and It's kind of like that know? thing about, like, not being embarrassed to put yourself out there. Like, like just in general, like at a party, like with women yeah. or whatever. You kind of have to creatively be okay with like, hey, I'm going to start creating this this thing on my Instagram. I'm just going to yeah. start doing this thing, and I don't care if anyone thinks I'm a loser for doing it because, you know, yeah, the first time you do something, it's not going to be the best version of it. But and everything has started that way, and I think that, yeah, you should try and make it good. You shouldn't just – there's a lot of, there's also a lot of the opposite of this. There's a lot Trash. of comedians who just aren't <laughs> making well thought out stuff because like look like not everyone's funny but you don't even have to be funny to make a thought like just just be thoughtful you know make just this be thoughtful who's who's your audience here like think yeah. about it a little bit you know and then but i I think the internet always wins so it yes. weeds out the shit yeah just like i mean there's probably terrible rappers there's yeah. probably terrible sure. everything you just yeah. don't see it because that's not what you consume we exactly. only notice it because we're in comedy and we see the the bad it's so true. We about. see the worst comedian. I had that That's realization, really Paul. Yeah. I had a I had a version of that realization you're talking about when um, because when I you know because I started doing the Wisecrackers clubs, which we met at, they you know they put the lineup on the website and New York comics and, and nobody huge, but just people who you know maybe they maybe they have a show at one of the clubs or whatever. People started coming up to me and be like, hey, I saw you on the Wisecrackers website. <laughs> and then they started treating me differently. Yeah. Or they asked me about the booker for Wisecrackers. Of or course. they're like, hey, you know, I heard you have a podcast. And so then I just would laugh. Dude, you know how many like – I don't want to say it. Do you, you know how many like female comics that I met 30 times and and then all of a sudden they were, they were like, hey, Peter – because you're they trying saw to get canceled me. right now. Are you trying to get canceled? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to. You know what's funny is, and also this movie. I realized something that I've been a little gun shy with. With I've been holding back on my true opinions on certain stuff, and I and I I have a repressed memory. I think I might have been one of the first guys to get canceled because in eighth grade, I oh, told man. a joke like a street joke, and the joke is, why do girls' hips get wider uh, in puberty? 
So to make it easier to carry the laundry basket up the stairs. That's hilarious. It's a stupid street joke. I told that joke to a friend in eighth grade and the and the 13-year-old girls that ran my school came up to me and said, we heard you're telling sexist jokes. <laughs> and they fucking, I was like going to hide in my locker. Like they went That's after crazy me. that they thought that in like 1979. When you I were was going to say, this was like 65 years ago. <laughs> It's like very progressive for like yeah. ninety one. It was ninety one. It was ahead. close. This is like the 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 love era, right? What the free love? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, I was like, wait a minute, aren't we all living in this fucking ashram together? Like, are we? <laughs> and they were still mad about your sexist jokes. They're like, yeah. free love, except Peter. Yeah, Fuck except that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, so he's I remember, I remember the feeling of. Um, and actually, you know, it's funny. I'm like, this. I'm literally. I feel like I'm having like repressed memories. Like, come to the service. I started working at a restaurant that was very small, like very, you know, very insular. Like there was only like you know, like six servers on the staff. And my buddy, one of my best friends, was the GM, and he brought me in. And he's like, "Listen, it's a little funny working here. It's not like the bigger restaurants we worked at because everybody's on each other's business. Everybody's gossiping. You know, the group's got to like you, and if you're out, you're you're out." So one day I'm sitting at like family meal and like the three women that I'm working with, the servers, are just shitting on men. And I'm just quietly fucking keeping my mouth shut and eating my food. And they're just harping, harping, harping. And then they're like, what about you, Peter? What do you think? And I was like, nothing. I don't think. And I'm just eating. Like I'm not. And then they just kept pressing the button, kept pressing the button, kept pressing the button. And finally I was like, listen, I've worked with women before. I know to keep my mouth shut. And... Fucking next day, the GM comes up to me, who's, again, who's one of my best friends. He goes, dude, what the fuck did you do, dude? I brought you in here. I told you not to do anything. Because he goes, all these girls, I was like, I literally said, I'm not going to say anything. He goes, yeah, but you said because you've worked with women before. Uh, (laughs) So I was like, so they're proving my point, right? Like, you see the irony. (laughs) That's very ironic, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it took me years to rectify that like they were like it took literally like they fi- look, there was like literally women that nine months later were like oh i guess i mean you are a nice guy i guess like dude, i was like really was a, like if was there another dude because that would be amazing because i would just that's such an opportunity to just make your life like bust your balls because if it was just you another dude and like four other chicks every time you said something i'd be like oh is it because she's a woman peter <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that really oh is, is it because she's a woman yeah, this was before mansplaining was a thing. This is be- this is, is that because this- you used to work with women? Yeah. <laughs> it's a real way to like be a douche. I, I, I don't know how I feel about Paul after he met. You know, all right. So you've definitely been that guy before. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun to be it's that a good guy. Pussy getting wet. Yeah, that's a that's a good. No, uh, I I wouldn't habit. do it to puss, to get oh, pussy. It's just hilarious to watch it the other guy funny. squirm. <laughs> You're just yeah. driving it. In. <laughs> there's nothing oh, worse cur- than when you're like when your boys like leave you out to dry in that yeah, scenario yeah. they're oh, like well yeah. i'm not i'm not gonna have them be mad at me too <laughs> you <laughs> fucking pussy you're my best friend you fucking pussy well the yeah, thing i'm is, not is, jumping on the grenade for you right exactly you laid a grenade we're not all gonna just jump on it <laughs> Fuck, yeah. dude yeah. It was, I, I thought we were a team <laughs> bros <laughs> before hoes <laughs> fuck 
Yeah, I I feel like uh, Peter, you get yourself into a lot of those situations, but you're you're hard. <laughs> you don't mean. Uh, I, I want to say something, and you're gonna think I'm joking, and I actually am not joking. All right. I think I might be a little bit autistic. No, because, I don't think you're joking. <laughs> because there's something there's something about me that wants to push those buttons and see what happens. Yeah. In social settings, fun. that gets me into trouble that I don't necessarily you like it, understand you don't you well you like it and you don't like it at the same yeah, time yeah i'm emotionally like the moment he doesn't he like the, the outcome that he knows is about to happen yeah, yeah but yeah. since he doesn't agree with it and it's an injustice he wants to create it so he could say look at what happened yeah <laughs> it's a real sickness yeah it is it is all i gotta do is keep my mouth shut well, yeah just i i don't say shit well I it's do a on weird stage. way i'll do it on stage or on a podcast but like if it's just in my personal life like why would i get myself into trouble no like way that? yeah that's one thing i learned as i got older is like it's not worth it to say yeah. shit on well, stage so, i'll say it or on a podcast i'll say it because so it's that fun. was me in, as in personal life no way that was me as a server with other servers. So then I became a manager and then Ooh. I really then I really learned like you can't say shh. Like the best thing you can do as a restaurant manager is hide in the bathroom. Because as long as you're not present when something bad happens, no one you can always say, "Oh, I was in the liquor room. I was grabbing a bottle of wine." But if you're present when anything happens, all you can do is fuck it up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there have been scenarios where, uh, like, a, an employee will say, like, "I literally she she said you're triggering me," and I said, "The fact that you think that is a real thing is your biggest problem." Oh no! <laughs> Why did she say that? Because it was true. You know your worldview? Yeah, that's your problem. Your entire <laughs> worldview. Dude, I've used love- the. I've said to I said to a girlfriend that your your biggest problem is your worldview. That's so funny uh, that you just said that. I mean, that is insane to think that that's going to be like a productive thing to say. I, I also to, go dude, ahead. I just really like, you can't stop. win. Peter, Peter, calm down. Let Paul say something, please. It's just hilarious because you're like, you can't win. Yeah, if you fucking say that, you can't <laughs> win. To a woman, to an to a completely um, what's the word unreasonable woman you know like I mean I, seriously like I kind of get it uh, uh, from from their perspective dude I got in yeah. trouble with uh, with an ex I literally told my ex like if like I'm talking to you the way that I talk to my little brother and if you would just do the shit that I told you like my little brother does everything would be better and I didn't understand why she didn't understand that that was a smart move it's not a smart move <laughs> How yeah. soon do you get broken up with after you say I, this stuff? <laughs> yeah, it's a, a couple times. But, I mean, it's fun. Fast, again, right? it's fun while it's lasting. Yeah, yeah. you're like, I, I'm pretty, like, do you realize right afterwards, you're like, is this over? And you're like, yeah, oh, not bad. Dude, I knew with, as soon as I said it. With, like, with my ex, there were so many conversations where if I had eliminated five words in a three-hour conversation, like, everything would have been better. But I only that, realized that after I clicked the phone off. I think every man's experienced that though. Yeah. Like where you're just like you're cruising, everything's good, and then you say one dumb thing. You ever yeah. you don't even realize it's dumb until like you hit send and you're like, oh no. You ever <laughs> see a guy you ever see a guy who's married and maybe he has daughters and they're doing their thing and the guy kinda like gives you like a look with like a like a wink in his eye that like he like he's like, This is this is how I do this. I just keep my mouth shut and I go with the flow. It's like a Jedi move. There's guys yeah. that have that shit worked out to a fucking T, and it's really impressive because I, 
I want to I want to make them understand why they're wrong. Wait, what, wait, can't. wait. What guys? What do you mean? Like I've I've definitely met dudes who guys have, to do everything that Peter doesn't do. Yeah, that do the, <laughs> make it work, but that that they have like a twinkle in their eye because they know that I know that they're it's a move that they're doing. They're not like I don't I'm not allowed to speak in the relationship. I just stand like they they figured out like how to make their home life happier. Well, they're able to be cool, but also, you know, not a bitch, not a complete bitch, but also not get into trouble. It's like a delicate, well, you, you know, balancing act. Pick what you want to fight about. Yeah. That's the yeah. move. You can't battle. You can't. Peter, you do all the battles. Like you yeah, don't I choose do. battles. You do I, them all. <laughs> I totally get it, though, because I, I'm I, Peter and I are both. Um, uh, we're both unfortunately well i mean fortunately and un- unfortunately italian men and and italians we're very stupid very passionate people in general not that we're stupid i mean i think you know but i do think well that's such an italian thing to just get into a fight because you have this preconceived like you oh, know dude. you're right about something and you probably are but ju- but you already knew that going in, and you knew she was going to disagree. Listen, I'm do like, it I, anyway. It's I'm, such a it's such a headstrong. My like, thing is, I'm I'm ride or die. Like if yeah. you if like like if you're if you're my girl or you're even you're my friend, and you call me and you're like, listen, I'm stuck in Ohio. I need you to come here right now and help me. I'm right. in the car and I'm going. But then if I get home and the toilet paper roll is empty on the fucking thing, yeah, I will set the apartment on fire. Yeah. Like I'm the, I'm the like. Literally, if you're in a jam, I will drop everything and I will kill whoever wants to hurt you. Yeah. But if you leave a wet towel on the bed, I want I want to fucking get a divorce. Like I can't I can't just can't help myself. Like it's just, <laughs> yeah. just gotta let those way. ones go. You honestly sound like a crazy woman in this in these yeah. scenarios. Oh, dude, I'm like, burn the house you know, down. dude. You know what? My so again, I'm talking too much, and I'll stop after this. So me, I have I have I'm one <laughs> of fine. three. I'm one of three brothers, and I'm Sicilian. So we used to fight over who which which. Uh, brother in the godfather we were and my brother's like you're sonny corleone you're the fucking hothead i'm like yeah. man i'm the fucking voice of reason he goes do you seem do you sound like the voice of reason right now yeah exactly. and i was like shit i think i am sunny yeah. so i told my ex that so i told my ex uh that story and she goes no you're connie corleone you're the fucking guinea brat crying and throwing <laughs> the place on the floor. that's hilarious she's right too she's a hundred percent right hundred percent that's she so is funny. right it's yeah. and, I'm, and i recognize that and it's fine that's, That's still fine. better than being Fredo. So you're oh, yeah, Fredo. Yeah, yeah. Remember what Cuomo said. Uh, Fredo's like saying the N-word. Uh, what, <laughs> Remember listen, when he said that? I Wikipedia, that listen, so and this hilarious. is, I Wikipedia the Cuomo family because I was afraid they were from Sicily. They're actually from another part of Italy, and I was like, thank really? God. Sicily would not claim those motherfuckers. You were literally traced his birth, right? Yeah, I looked it up. <laughs> like, I got to know. You know, also, it's hilarious, speaking of how uh, women start crazy shit. Yeah. <laughs> to tie it all the way back Go to Bill and Ted yeah, is yeah. I saw an article today actually when I was like reading about Bill to prep for this podcast that somebody wrote an op-ed piece about how wowed they are that there's going to be women in Bill and Ted 3. They're like, oh, Bill and Ted 3 is actually going to have women characters. Like, okay. Like, what? Why do we yeah. gotta get mad about that? Like, I guess Bill and Ted didn't really have a lot of women characters, but at least they included Joan of Arc. Yeah, like you could, that was you, huge. You know how well, shitty it would have been if it was just yeah. all dude history figures. Yeah, just, at least they included one. Like some dudes won't even admit that there's w- historical women figures at all. 
At least that movie was like, you know what? We'll we will put one in there, dude. It's, like, it was made in in the eighties. Like, I mean, look, yeah. we weren't they weren't making movies with the thought of things having to pass like the Bechdel test or whatever. Yeah. They they weren't. It wasn't in their minds, so they weren't being sexist by having mostly men. It's it's it's. I, it's just how it was. Yeah, it's just how it was. It, it's 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 not. Um, a reflection of the the writers and the makers of the movie, especially a movie like Bill and Ted that is not trying to make any sort of point whatsoever. You know what no. I mean? It's not trying to be this this social thing. It's literally telling a funny story. I, like I hate people that take things too seriously like that. It's, it's like it's they so only stupid. hoped that maybe you learned a little bit of history. That yeah, was like if it. some people know who Joan of Arc is because of this movie, we've sure. done good. <laughs> I remember Socrates to this day because Socrates this. is so funny. It's funny because like, it's is it Socrates dude, or is so- it Socrates? Yeah. Well, the line is so funny because he goes, "Oh, there's that Socrates guy." Oh yeah, it's under Socrates in the, the yeah. book, like because they're they know phonetically that it's Socrates, but they're so stupid that they they can't. They can't imagine that the spelling Socrates is but how, Socrates. Even Socrates says it's weird, doesn't he? When he says his Socrates, name, he doesn't say Socrates. Yeah. Well, he says it like, well, he says it like with a Greek. Yeah. I yeah. do think, and going back and watching, I think what was really smart in this movie too is not having all the historical figures speak English. Because that would have yeah. been yeah. – that would, a, a, like a, a, a less intelligent movie would have actually just had them all speak sure. English with an accent. And right. that would have been less cool. Yeah. Like, I, I think what's cool. hilarious is that dumb just translates – in all languages, yeah, because how easily, just how easily Bill and Ted convinced sure. all these people from history to get in a phone booth <laughs> and go to the future with them, even though they didn't speak the same language. Yeah. They, like I, I was laughing so hard because uh, he uses lyrics. He says, "We're all just us in the wind," and he's like, "All right, I'll get in this phone booth with you." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I I love this movie. I love how how I love Napoleon's side adventure. Like that's like the B plot. Oh of the yeah, movie. Uh, just everything about this movie is such a joy. And if you if you if you take this movie too seriously, then I just like it's a real indictment of your personality for me. Like if you look yeah. at this movie and you go, oh my god, it would never happen. It's like oh yeah, of course it wouldn't happen. Like of course this this whole thing is stupid. But it's it's I call. It's, you know, it's it's a good story at the end of the day. So this is a relationship test movie. Sure. Yeah. Because oh, if you yeah. sit your girlfriend down and we're going to watch Bill and Ted and right. then she doesn't like it, you got to break up. Yeah. You got to break up. I'm a fan of that. I think for, for me, like during this, this time of pandemic and lockdown, I like movies like this make me feel better. I would much, I would much rather go back and watch like a 70s or 80s like action movie or comedy than like watch some brand new like quote unquote great film or important film like to me this is like i i was having a bad day today and i put fucking bill and ted's on and i started laughing and it felt it felt good like that's what that's the beauty of the of these movies like this is like yeah. the perfect time to go back and re relook at all these all these well, that's films. the one thing i don't understand is the people watching contagion right now yeah what the fuck's wrong? what are you doing what are you doing people They're are fucking so assholes it sucks already. Now you want to watch a movie that's pretty much exactly what's going on. And so it's not even ask. a good movie. It's just not no. all of it's stupid. If people are just dumb, they just see something and they go, oh, let's do the thing that is the thing. They don't have any level of thought. It's just like, what's happening? Let's watch the thing that's happening. It's like not that. a stupid it's, thing. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a monkey see monkey. It's a herd, it's a herd mentality. Yeah. It's yeah. Literally exactly. being, it's, it's literally mentality. being sheep. 
You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's, it's being a sheep. Exactly. That's exactly well, what Well, that's it's. why you're saying that's why people are like, oh, I'm too anxious. That You're doing things that are making you more anxious. Oh, God. If yeah, the, that's a whole if other. If watching the news makes you anxious, yeah. fucking stop watching the news. And of, of course, watching the news makes you anxious. Dude, like, let, I mean, let you're them. not helping. Like, let, I, watched, uh, I watched regular TV news with my parents oh, the other God. day. Oh, and I was like, this is horrible it's it's, it's terrible nothing substantive it's just uh this might be a thing you should be scared of and maybe yeah. you should be scared of this thing too and here's another horrible thing that maybe you should be scared of and i'm like and my parents just my parents are the generation where you just watch the news at six o'clock like they feel like That's they have to watch the news so i'm like why and then they're like getting and i'm like why you just turn it off like you're not getting any information from this well, it's hilarious because murder hornets aren't as big as an issue as the news made them to be. I know, you know exactly, what I mean. Exactly. They're like, oh, there's murder hornets. We're all fucked. And you're like, no, we're fine. There's oh, been insects that will kill you yes. forever. This is the thing about <laughs> murder hornets. You do one two-minute reading of research, and you find yeah. out these aren't going to kill you if they sting you. Mm. They only kill people who are allergic to bees and... Or if you get swarmed by like a thousand of them. It happens like 30 to 40 times a year in Japan. And now yeah. they're seeing them here. So maybe 30 people will die. But I they like make it, it seem like murder. You know what it is? People also just want to retweet that murder hornets are here. Yeah. Like, oh, you thought it was yeah. the worst thing. Maybe I'll get 50 likes if I go murder hornets are now. Thing. It's, it's just such a gross culture that we're in. And I think things like Twitter and the mainstream media are like the biggest reasons why the culture is perpetuated. Yeah. Although, you know, I believe in people. And at the end of the day, I believe in the human spirit. And I think most people just look at Twitter and go, that's not all yeah. real. You know, I like it. Like, well, yeah. I hope that's the way it is. A murder hornet being big <laughs> makes them easier to punch. Like, yeah, I couldn't, I, you know what I mean? Like, if a regular bee's coming at you, what are you going to do? But if a, if a thing the size of your fist is coming at you, just punch it in the fucking face. That's the dumbest Dago oh. shit you've ever said. <laughs> yeah. You punch it like Rocky. You fucking, you know, it's a big target. Like, that's yeah. such a stupid thing. Dude, they're what's fucking the best huge way bees, dude? You don't to get to. stung by a murder hornet is to punch it? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's a good point, Paul. Yeah, that's a very silly way. Number one, you think you have the dexterity to hit a flying murder hornet yes, no. enough to for it to go, okay, I'm not gonna fuck with that guy. Yeah. Or you're gonna swing at it, miss, and it's gonna be like, fuck this dude, and then it's gonna sting the shit out of you. Yeah. Listen, yeah. imagine you turn on the channel seven of news and it's me on a lawn in a wife beater wearing shorts with dress shoes. And I'm like, well, today I fucking I punched the murder hornet, and now I got, and they're like they're doing they're doing like a feel good story about the guy that punched the murder hornet I mean, in the face. I mean, it would be the best thing on television. I would sure. immediately I mean, put a wife beater on. I mean, it, it, like that is that has to happen. That is, I might. I, I don't even smoke cigarettes. I might have a cigarette in my mouth while I get interviewed by the news. My yes. favorite thing is that you think that video is going to be you getting interviewed. It's just going to be one of those Twitter videos where somebody's filming you trying yeah. to punch the hornet and being like, yeah. "Look at this fucking idiot!" Yeah, and you're yeah. just bobbing and weaving. Yeah, I mean, it's literally the fantasies of a retarded man. It's, <laughs> it's, we're literally at that level. Like, like it's like the story he's telling himself retarded? in a mental. You're in a yeah whatever you're in a you're in an, an insane asylum and and it's the story you're it's telling okay yourself. if you are retarded yeah <laughs> well yeah. retarded men like to wear dress shoes and shorts that's what i i always knew you know, so i have to thing. i have to tell you guys that 
even be finding out that I'm retarded and autistic, this actually <laughs> lifted my spirit today to do oh, this yay! podcast for you guys. Peter. I'm, actually, yeah. I'm actually in a better mood finding out that I'm retarded than I was earlier today. <laughs> so, th- so thank you guys for this. It's good to know that if any of us attain any level of fan of fame that this podcast is the one that they'll dig up and get oh, this is the one. Canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This you know one. what? I'll be happy. I'll be proud of it. You know. Yeah. No, man, Paul, thank you so much for doing this, man. This is I great. And everybody it. should just go out and fucking watch Bill and Ted's Great Adventure and feel good. Fuck yeah, oh, you should. Absolutely, you're having a rough day. Dude. Get out. Yes. There. And Paul, what so you just you said you're you're doing your podcast via Zoom. What's it what's it called? Where can people, you know, uh, find it, all that? All that stuff. I feel like I'm going to have 75 podcasts by the time this pandemic's over. But uh I'm doing a podcast called Make Yourself, which I'm trying to improve myself during the pandemic. But there I do. Go. It's not out yet, but I am doing Make Yourself Happy Hour, I call it. So every Tuesday I go live at 5.15 and we try to do – it's like some good news with Jim Krasinski, which is not as, not as good. Is that Instagram Live <laughs> or Facebook Live? Facebook and YouTube. Facebook and YouTube. Because uh, cool. Instagram Live blows. I agree. Can we yeah. all just admit that it sucks? Yes, it, it doesn't sucks. let you do anything. Well, it's funny because it, you ca- – I mean, this might change, but you can't monetize it, right? You can't so do they, anything. So there, there's a bunch of people that are now making more free content that they can't make any money on, and Instagram is just fucking making, getting it all. hours of eyeballs. Yeah. Because all you could do is show your face. You can't even, like, play videos. You can't do anything. It's just literally just this, but without any fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're talking about making some, some more functionality. Like you could use OBS to stream to Instagram live apparently and do some more overlays and stuff. But yeah, it's really, it's, it's not, it's not great. Uh, so, so that's on Facebook live and, and YouTube. Uh, I just, I, I just added you on Facebook, but definitely check that out. That's what Tuesdays at five fifteen Eastern Tuesdays at five fifteen. Nice. Hell yeah. And, uh, and, and yeah, and yeah, I, as much as we should on Instagram, uh, what are your what are your handles for the people? We'll uh, put it in the description as well. At Paul Spratt on everything. It's Beautiful. super easy. Spratt I was with ahead two of the T's. Game. Yeah, Pat, uh, Spratt with two T's. It's very simple. Uh, we'll put all that in the description. Uh, Peter, you're going to start making videos about your house or some shit. Yeah, yeah. So like I'm that? actually I'm doing some improving of myself. I, it's so funny. My sister asked me to make her a, like a raised garden bed so that her kids can who are home. My five and three year old nephews are home now because school's out. Uh-huh. And my fucking my five year old nephew goes. I have to do Google Hangouts because I can't go see my friends right now, <laughs> and so they're gonna they're gonna teach them like how to plant and garden. So I made this one bed for my sister, and then I just put it up on Facebook. I was like, "Hey, if I made these, would you guys be interested?" And I've gotten all of these responses. So I'm actually gonna like try to make a bunch of them and sell a bunch of them. So maybe I'll make make a video of that. But then like also like the house that I built, like I'm gonna do videos on that kind of shit, and like yeah, I'm just that's gonna hilarious. Try just, I'm just trying to find like creative ways to to make stuff, you know. That's how far. That's how hard this pandemic is. They parents think the solution to their friends not being able to hang out with their friends is to teach them to garden. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, hey, you want to make some vegetables? Like we're on the Oregon Trail. I mean, honestly, like, dude, <laughs> like I'm thinking about like, are we going to start growing and raising our own food or what? Like, who knows? You know, might, might as well be ready for it. You'll be ahead of the game. Yeah, me and my nephews would be fucking sell in wife beaters selling vegetables on the side of the road. Oh, what do you want? Some fucking you want some eggplant over here? <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got to plug. But no, Paul, this is great, man. Thank you so much for doing this. 
Thank you for um, having me. And, um, and I want to, I know we'll wait a while because I just did this one, but what was the other movie we talked about that we wanted to do? Oh, I don't remember. There was two movies we were debating from, and then we chose Bill and Ted. I got to look it up. Yeah, definitely. Oh, we'll Howard, definitely. Howard the Duck. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. that's a good one. We should so we'll that. have you come back in a couple months, and we'll do this again. We'll save yeah, we'll that do for Howard you the for Duck. sure. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, but thank you for having me, and thanks for dealing with the technical shit. No, thanks no, for figuring yeah. out a workaround, man. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. Let me know. I guess just send me that. I sent I sent my email in the chat here. So yeah, I'll send you a Dropbox link. If, I was gonna say, yeah, some some way of sending the file. Thanks, man. And uh, it'll probably go up. Uh, uh, you know, couple a weeks week from today. A week from yeah. today, Dope. maybe two weeks. Yeah, yeah, because we're releasing one early next week, and then yours. Nice. So thanks, man. Perfect. This was great. I had a, I had a blast. Um, yeah, this was a lot of fun. All right. All Bye. right. So I guess oh. we just uh, leave here. I don't know. Even know how we. Exit. Yeah, you can just exit out whenever you yeah. want. All right, and, and it's I'll gonna close it, and, and you then... know how to save it from here. It'll just auto save. Yeah. Forward. Okay. Yep. Well, we I'm have we have go. two episodes in the can, right? Oh, we do. Yeah, we have. Oh, good. Point. Crimes and misdemeanors, and we have uh, quick change. Oh, that's right. So it'll probably it'll be a couple weeks, but I'll let you know when the episode's coming that's out. Right. It'll be just let me know so I can promote it and do we'll, all that. We'll tag you stuff. and everything and promote it. And Dude, how hilarious! Up on YouTube too. So how hilarious yeah. is that whole Jordan Taylor thing? Oh yeah, the, our last guest that we just. She, so Paul, she, let me tell you this story real quick. So I went to an open mic in my neighborhood in East Harlem, like right as the like lockdown was about to start, and you know how everybody was like a little nervous, like should I do this? Should I stay home? Yeah. Should I go out? So I was like, fuck it. I go to this like little coffee shop with Mike and there was this smoking hot girl there. And so I start talking to her afterwards. I was like, are you a comedian? She goes, no, I, you know, my cousin is and I just came to hang out. She goes, actually, I'm like a real estate agent. And I was like, all right. So we start following each other on Instagram and she's posting like all these. Speaking of Instagram, she's like posting like Instagram videos where she's selling houses, but she's making like super cool videos about it. And I was like, oh, this girl like really knows how to like use social media. And she's like really smart. She's good on camera. And she's fucking smoking hot. So I was like, hey, you know, you want to do my podcast? So she comes on. She does the episode. It's great. Then I go to, like, promote it. So I Google her. She's fucking Trevor Noah's ex-girlfriend. Yeah. (laughs) She's, like, in Cosmo and every Like, all over the internet. She was a model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I knew she had a big following, but I just assumed she had a big following because she's a hot girl that sells real estate. No, yeah. she's actually. So she probably thinks. That's not how that, that works. She yeah. probably thinks that I wanted her to do the podcast because I knew, and I had no fucking idea. How how often in comedy do you not have an idea? <laughs> you know what not, I mean? Like, he, yeah. That you had that guest, and you had no idea that she had the pull. Like, you were just yeah. like, this chick's hot. She seems like she knows what she's doing. Yeah. <laughs> and then you yeah. were just like, what? Well, literally, I like I saw that, like, uh, Jay Farrow was, like, liking her Instagram post. So I was like, you know, he fucking, he likes her because she's a hot chick and she's on the sure. internet. But like, That's what I thought, too. Yeah. Yeah. So it just, I, when I saw that, I was like, motherfucker, that's hilarious. But did it help the episode, at least? I think so. Well, I mean, look, I our, our YouTube uh, channel is not big yet i mean it's like brand new it's brand new we just started posting videos it, it's doing better than uh, a couple of the other view, uh, videos in terms of view counts but i, I don't nothing huge yet so yeah. i mean it takes time that yeah takes time. i think youtube definitely takes time like yeah. but it'll There's always no be there way. on youtube so yeah. forever when oh, someone yeah. searches her they're gonna find it yeah that's yeah true. so it'll have residual effect i should I mean, tag depending Trevor on how Noah long the video no don't, yeah. don't 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 <laughs>
Be like, remember this chick? She loves movies too. Did you guys watch movies together? Does this make you sad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be yeah. honest, like you know, me, being a fucking nerdy comedian, like I want like the Jay Farrows and the Krista Stefanos of the world to see that and be like, oh shit, what's this podcast that this girl we know? Just ask Chris; he'll do it. I bet you yeah. if you ask him, he'll do it. He's a super nice guy. Yeah, like super nice. Like he seems like a d bag, but he's really nice. No, no, no. He, he, I think he seems like a really nice guy too. Like yeah, Chris, do, Chris will do it. I'm sure he'll 100 percent do it. Yeah, might as well. I can't All hurt you to reach do out to And nobody's doing anything right now. Yeah, I know. So, I know. That's we almost got. If Godfrey, you ever had a chance is now. We almost <laughs> got Godfrey, but Godfrey's such a fucking flake that. We can't. He's Godfrey's going live at six o'clock in the morning on Instagram. Can we? Are we? Are we gonna? Can we? Like, <laughs> I thought we were gonna put oh, this part of the podcast out. No, 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 no. no. I'm saying uh-huh. I'm what? okay recording this, but like, are, can we not call Godfrey a flake? <laughs> I still want. Oh, no, we're still recording. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, I thought you stopped well, Peter, it. Peter doesn't understand how any of technology works. I thought you stopped. No, he doesn't it. know how it works. No, no. no, no once no. I hit end, it'll kick us all. It'll out, kick probably. us off end at the end. Wait. Yeah. So can we just yeah. not have that in the video? I, I liked it. I thought we were keeping all of this until you said Godfrey was a flake. Now I'm not going to keep that uh, in. Well, I thought we were just. To- I thought now we were just shooting the shit. Yeah, I liked a lot you of it just, though. You I could just know. cut that part out. Yeah, I guess we're going to have to cut it out. The Jordan just part. Just do some I editing magic. Oh, yeah. I don't even. Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't want to talk about Jordan that way on this either. Well, I mean, honestly, I think the way it came out was pretty like nice it didn't Did sound you? bad why do you think it sounds bad doesn't sound bad at all it's no it's i don't you said you, you, you said you had no idea she would like the idea of knowing exactly. you wanted her to have her be her on the podcast because right. you liked her and you didn't literally know that said she was, dating she was making cool videos yeah. and she seemed to know what she was doing yeah that, that's such a nice thing to say about yeah, should you, I, you only should compliment I, her you should, should I dm her and be like you should dm her this clip and you should be like hey uh just uh, you know don't forget about me or something like that <laughs> no i mean she is beautiful it's crazy <laughs> paul you have to see it's this just, girl She's i'll so have to awesome. see what she looks like i'll have yeah. to look her up i'm gonna do her right now while i'm it's on a you funny guys YouTube so you can see watch to, to watch her talking to us because <laughs> it's just like who are these two guys yeah <laughs> like how do they end up woman in a in an amazing apartment like She's just like a, like a top tier like person. <laughs> uh, so She's funny. like on red carpets with fucking Trevor Noah, and I'm yeah. like, hey, do you want to do my podcast? Which one is it? Is it your it's Taylor Cut Films? Cut no, that's films. a dude. That's Wait, what? Dude. Jordan, just Jordan you, if you type into YouTube, um, uh, "Kill You Last," and then it should be one of the first ones. It's Labyrinth. Uh, is is the movie? We Ooh, did. What a great movie, too. Yeah, it was it was a weird one. Yeah, she picked it, uh, but. Did she just talk about David Bowie's dick the whole time? I, I, brought, came up. Up. <laughs> I brought up. I brought that up. Uh, Peter was like, oh, I never even noticed. I was like, I was staring at his hog the whole time. How can you not notice? They literally know, like zoom know. in and they like three or I, four I, times. I, I think I blocked it off. Like, yeah, I, got, I, I got upset when I realized that it was basically like eyes wide shut with a child. Oh, okay. wow. She is super hot. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you. Oh, you can see it. Are you on Instagram or? or I'm on yeah. YouTube right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. You should, yeah. Wow. I started looking through her followers. It's like everybody at the cellar, every fucking major comedian. It's like, because that's, that's that'll be, be cool. The, that's going to be the tough part when you're a famous comic and you hang out and you have a hot chick. All your buddies just follow her and just like, oh, dude. Just like, Ugh, look at this chick. And you're like, ah, oh, dude, I know. <laughs> yeah, comics are the worst with that. Uh, all right. Well, I I feel good about all this. I'm gonna keep all this in. Um, we're gonna you're gonna have to say sorry to Godfrey in person because he's gonna fucking kill you. So. Do you know what? Wait. I think, do you know when I met? Yeah. I met Godfrey in passing, but like, you, you know Andre Kim, Paul? I do. 
So he's yeah. one of my really good friends. And so obviously he's really close with Godfrey. And so, uh, uh, you know, he calls Andre Asian Andre. Yeah. And yeah. We, we, know, we know a woman who's a comedian who thought that Godfrey's name was Gilbert Godfrey. Uh, so so I told Andre, I was like, dude, one time when he calls you Asian Andre, just call him Black Gilbert Godfrey. That's hilarious. And Andre, like on air, fucks it up and goes, hey, my friend bet me that I wouldn't call you Black Godfrey. And Godfrey's like, what the fuck? He goes, I guarantee. He's like, he's like is that guy a comedian? Because I guarantee he's never made anybody laugh in his whole life. And all this shit. And then he explains why Asian Andre is funny, but Black Godfrey is not funny. But because he is joke. black. Godfrey. Because it's two. Because it's two A sounds. He's literally going like yeah. Asian Andre A A. So like the next week, I'm at. I meet up with him and and he goes, Hey Godfrey, this is my friend that was the one that said to oh, call you God. Black Godfrey. But then Godfrey was like cool about it. And then Godfrey does the Steve Harvey to me personally. Yeah, and it was fucking it incredible. It was he's fucking so talented. It's it was insane. awesome. Yeah, he's so good. <laughs> he's I'll do, I know you're. Tr- we're all trying to go, but I'll tell you yeah. two quick stories. Yeah. And then we'll yeah, I please. love Andre. I also think he blocked me on everything for some weird reason. So I'll tell you a quick story why I think that happens because he oh, was doing shit. an Instagram live. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but like I can't look up his Instagram anymore. Um, <laughs> so weird. <laughs> so he was on an Instagram live with this. Uh, fuck, should I tell this? Oh, fuck it, I'm going to tell this story. Well, I mean, and, here's uh, the thing. You tell it, and we're probably cutting most of this part out anyway. <laughs> so just tell it. So uh, there was this waitress at the Hartford Funny Bone that me and Andre do all the time. And both inadvertently, we both didn't know that we were both kind of hitting on her. I don't care. I, I'm not whatever, dude. It teaches his own. I don't, I don't mind. Yeah. So he was on Instagram Live with her. So I was fucking with him and her in the comments. Right, because Andre was talking shit to her, and then I was like, "Yeah, she's a tease. Like this is bullshit. Like, like just you know, adding to it because I thought it was hilarious." Yeah, and then uh, she like left the Instagram, and he's like, "Yeah, Paul, you're right." Like all the other stuff, and then he, I can't look up any of his stuff afterwards. So, but me and Andre always have weird interactions because I like Andre. I always think he's great, and I have fun yeah. with him. Sure. But weird stuff always happens when me and him are together. Because the last time I hung out with Andre in person, he was at the pair. And uh, there was this drunk, there was like drunk girls over there. And one came over to Andre and was hitting on him and goes, Hey, my friend thinks you're hot or whatever. And, and Andre goes, What is, she? I, I forget how it went, but he got mad that she was Asian. And that oh, he's that like, Just because she's Asian. Asian. Oh, that's funny. yeah, yeah. And oh, they're like, Just okay. because you think. But then he got mad and like stormed out, and I'm like, who cares? Yeah, I, know, like, I don't know. Man. Like you, that you care about it that much that you, like, and he was like, oh, I guess you get tired of Asian people trying to hook me up with other Asian people. I'm like, oh, because uh, you have so many fucking problems. Like yeah, what? Yeah. Like that's well, me you getting. Remember that's about like, Andre. He's twenty. What is he? Twenty three. Yeah. He's so young, dude. I told and, it. I told him it's early. It's so funny on. how Andre talks like a fucking forty year old black yeah. man, but he's twenty two yeah. years old. I told him early on that I was like, you better learn how to fucking talk to hot black girls because yeah. they're gonna when they see you with Goffrey they're gonna start coming out of the they're woodwork coming at you. that's yeah. exactly what fucking happened like yeah. you have to like he's had to learn how to manage women in a different way because of the whole 
Godfrey situation. So I think he's still like figuring it out, you know. Yeah. And I'm pissed that neither one of you's ever taken me to the fucking Hartford Funny Bone. The fuck? Should have fucking <laughs> asked, bro. That's yeah. all you got to do. Just Can we ask, go now? Bud. Can you bring me no, bring apparently not. <laughs> I don't, it's the, closed right now. I know, dude. I, I, closed, had, Peter. I, I would. I was booked at Wisecrackers fucking Allentown March 20th, and I really thought maybe that show was going to go, and then fucking two days beforehand, she's like, we're closing the club. Dude, like, I had Shit. everything canceled. Everything. Yeah. It sucked. I've never got so many sad emails in such a short amount of time. I know, it sucks. But quick Godfrey story, because I had two stories. So when I first <laughs> when I first started doing stand when I first came to New York, not when I first started, I was always doing it in Pennsylvania for a while. Then I came and uh, I got passed for check spots at Stand Up New York back when like way back, it was a while ago, uh when Julius still ran the street team, all that stuff. Yeah. And uh so I got passed for check spots and every time I got one, Godfrey was before me. And if you have ever no, wanted no. to experience <laughs> bombing on a whole other level is to have somebody destroy yeah. like Godfrey. And Godfrey destroys. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It yeah. murders. <laughs> and then the host doesn't do any time. Oh, he comes up and he up. goes, so you guys are going to get your checks. Oh, We're going to have somebody oh, on stage while no. you're doing checks. So not only am I doing checks and I'm still new to the city, but Godfrey just obliterates yeah and so it started happening so often that i started taking it personal <laughs> oh, no. so i would walk in and godfrey would be there and i'm like i please tell me you're not going before checks and he's like why and i'm like dude every time i'm just trying to get past this club and every time you go up and fucking murder and i have no chance i have no chance and he just started he started laughing and he goes he goes, I'll try and not murder this time. <laughs> like with, right? And he fucking just looks at me. He's like, I'll try not to. And then just smiles that giant Godfrey yeah. smile and then murders harder. Yeah, I would <laughs> say there's no way that that's happening. I would say. I mean, Godfrey's going to do what he does. And I haven't, seen yeah. ev- I haven't seen everybody, and I don't think they're the best comedians necessarily, but I think Greer and Godfrey kill in New York City more than anyone kills in New York City. That's fair. Yeah, I would agree. And I've and I've seen and I've seen both of them in dead rooms and just fucking destroy. Yeah, Greer drunk off his ass. Fifteenth comic on a Julius show kills in in a dead room. Definitely. And Godfrey, like uh, Godfrey, I saw him at a show where the audience is heckling every fucking comedian, and he gets up and just starts fucking around and kills yeah he doesn't even care he just murders that's like he just he's fucking it's like he's going to Dwayne reed well you know he has a a bunch of stories if you listen to him he used to have to follow cosby yeah uh, well you know he was a warm-up comic for the cosby show it was he had a tough gig going yeah that's what he's he's one of the he's like he's a real fucking vet like he's a mean that may i that made me a better comic for sure. For sure. But at the time, sure. it, it fucking sucked. At, at the, the time, time, it sucked so hard. Everything is so like short term when you're doing it, but then in the long run, that definitely makes you. I mean, yeah. it definitely makes you a better comedian for sure. Yeah. yeah. But at the time, you're like, I'm never gonna get past at this place, <laughs> ever. Yeah. <Right. laughs> 
Uh, all right, but, I gotta I gotta run, guys. Uh, yeah, but it was I, gotta I had pee a, so bad. Yeah, me too. I had a ton <laughs> too, of fun talking to you guys. Um, yeah, yeah just, uh, Paul, let me know if you have any issues. Send it to me, but I, I'm sure it'll work out. Nah, um, it'll be fine. I'll send it right now as soon right. as it finishes doing whatever got to do, and then yeah. I'll shoot it over. All right, man. So I'll talk to you guys later. All right, be good, later, guys. Have a good one. Later. Bye.